welcome back to Sunshine Love on Brimbank Live. We're at the Hester Hornbrook Academy, and I've got my other interviewee. This lovely Arnie here is from the Yui Mob. That's did right. I say that right, Arnie? You did. You did really well. And she's one of the social workers here at Hester Hornbrook Academy. So I've got here to interview her. Hello. How are you doing, Arnie? I'm good, Lewis. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. That's good. So first question is... What is your position in this school? What is my position in this school? I am a youth worker in the heat classroom and I'm also the First Nations coordinator for the school. Yep. Yep. And what does that job entail? That job entails um, so supporting all of my young people in my class yep. and making sure that they're all healthy and happy and ready to have a good day at school. And it also, my First Nations role um, is around supporting the school and like, so that staff and students um, to participate and be involved in First yep. Nations culture and also to create a really safe environment for our First Nations kids. And does this school offer much or a lot of Indigenous things? That's a good question. I think... We are working really hard to get some more stuff happening. Yeah. Um, we, are, we we did our reconciliation yep. week uh, art creative piece um, and there we did our NADOC celebration yep. around yesterday and watching the Backtrack Boys yep. documentary um, and I'm really excited to get more things happening and the school is really, really committed to um, in working with First Nations students to create a community here where they feel yeah. safe and culturally um, culturally safe and yeah. culturally cared for. Yeah, making sure everyone feels accepted. That's right. From and all backgrounds. And that, and yeah, that's right. And that's our mission here at school, hey, is like, you know, respect, safety yeah. and productivity. So I want people to come, for, especially First Nations kids yeah. um, or young people. I call yep. them kids, but you're all young, young yeah, adults. Yeah, we're all young fellas. <laughs> um, I want them to be able to come here and feel that sense of yeah. safety and that respect um, and be able to have a productive time here at school. So, How did you find yourself coming to Hester Hornbrook Academy? That is a great question. So. So I have recently moved here about three months ago from yeah. New South Wales. So I grew up Ooh. on the central coast of New South Wales. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I decided last year that I was like going to move to Melbourne because, yeah. you know, um, I come from like a small town. Yeah. Um, so obviously it was like, okay, what do I want to do? I love mm. working with young people. I love supporting young people to accomplish their goals. Yeah. Um, and then I saw this job on Seek and I was like, that looks like a fun yeah. thing that I reckon I could do. And then I interviewed for it and here yeah. I am. And how have you found it so far? I love it. You I love, love it? being at Hester Hornbrook Academy. I think we have a great group of students and we have awesome staff that really care. And yeah, like I said, like the students are just absolutely incredible. Well, that's absolutely amazing, Arnie. I've got a question. Do you know much about your mob? I know little bits and pieces. So unfortunately, because of the stolen generation, yeah. my ancestors were displaced. Yeah. Um, so... The knowledge is limited, yeah, yeah? Um, but I am working really hard to build yeah. my knowledge around, um, you know, where I'm from mm. and try and connect to the land there, which yeah. means like going out for a holiday. I yeah. want to go and visit. I was supposed to go and visit, but then COVID happened. Yeah, that COVID screwed around a lot of plans. It I was did. supposed to do a return to country and oh. then COVID hit. <laughs> I know. It really threw a spanner in the works Yeah, it did. And, yeah, no – this generation, especially trying to connect back to culture mm. and all that, it has become a lot very difficult because mm. our old fellas, because of the stolen generation, don't know Absolutely. all that much. That's right. Which leads me to my next question, Arnie. What does connecting to culture mean to you? Mm. 
What a good question. Oh, I'm saying good question every question because they're all fabulous. Um, for me, connecting to my culture includes people. Yep. So, you know, um, my friends, my mentors that share the First Nations experience, yeah. yeah? Um, and it also means connecting to country. So yeah. caring and looking after country and making sure country is, you know, well taken care of because yeah. if it's not, then our time here can be mm. really limited, yeah? And it also is about engaging, actively engaging in culture, yeah? yeah? Showing up, standing up, exactly. you know, for what's right and um, challenging, you know, bias or yeah. racism, calling yeah. racism out. It's important. Yeah. And I think I feel really empowered when mm. I'm able to support people to increase their knowledge around First yeah. Nations culture. And that makes me feel more connected to culture because I'm really proud yeah. that I got to share that. Yeah, no, it's a very proud thing being a part of our culture. You absolutely. know, we got one of the longest livings. I think the longest living. The longest, living. Yeah. absolutely, 100%. Right? Cultures that have, have survived a lot of things, you know. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. My next question is, Arnie, if you're all right with this yep. question, because I'm black fellow with light skinned. Yeah. You're black fellow with light skinned. Yep. I was wondering, how was your growing up experience mm. with trying to connect to culture and, you know, being black fellow mm. with light skin? Mm. I think that's such a um, important question, yeah, mm. because there is a lot. There's just a, like there's a lot to yeah, unpack, right? There is. As a dark-skinned First Nations yeah. person, but also like for a life, mm. like we have a lot of privilege, right? Yeah, because we do. We are white presenting, so yep. a lot of people don't um, automatically know that we're mm. First Nations. Yeah. Um, so for me, I was really lucky in my teenage yep. years to have really strong aunties who weren't. Family aunties. Yeah. There were actually aunties at school who yeah. would um, take the time to share culture and take the time to um, empower me yeah. to feel like proud, even though I am a light skinned person or a white yeah. presenting person, that I'm just um, as able to engage yeah. in our culture and just as I can be just as proud, exactly. you know, because it's, sometimes it's really tricky around, yeah. you know, like I don't want to take up space mm. as a like white presenting yeah. person. I want to always be like um, centering yeah. people who are less privileged than I am, right? Exactly. But I also like have a right to tell my story yeah. and also have a right to feel as connected to my culture yeah. as anyone else. So it's it's one of those things that is very tricky. Um, mm. But also, like you, ha I feel like you know, in in spaces where there are a lot of white people, yeah. like it's important for us to um, center like mm. other voices than ourselves because we yeah. do carry privilege as yeah, white presenting people. So. I think for me, um, just really owning that mm. I am a proud First Nations woman, yeah. regardless of what my skin looks like exactly. or whatever. Um, I think that and having those like mentors yeah. early in my life was so, so important. Um, yeah. Uh, that's absolutely amazing because I know there's a lot of a lot of young fellows that have our complexion with our background yep. that don't get that. Yeah, absolutely. Know? And I for one, I'll go I got bullied on both sides because mm. of the skin colour and if I was to make an assumption, I'm gathering you copped a bit as well. Yeah, you know, the, the age-old question yeah. of, oh, what percent are you? Exactly. Mate, please don't ask that question. Yeah, that question, it's, it boils blood like no tomorrow. Absolutely, absolutely. And, I think we also have a, uh, um, you know, I think it's important for us hmm. to educate people who ask those and say, yeah. you know what, that's actually a really offensive question. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Yeah. And well, hopefully most people these days know why that's an offensive yeah, question. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> But, um, you know, I think we have a, yeah, we 
also have opportunity to teach people about our culture, which I yeah. think is really cool. And it's an amazing thing to be able to teach people about our culture as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, if I was to ask you which elder mm. had most say in your life, most teachings, mm. what would you say? Oof, this is a tough one. Um, I think at, for me at school, yep. my so there was an Aboriginal education officer yep. um, and then there was like um, Aboriginal teacher's aides. Yep. And um, Aunty Leslie and Aunty yep. Gail were two like huge parts of my life and yeah. really um, were the catalyst of me connecting to culture yeah. and being a proud and strong Aboriginal woman. Yeah. Um, so and it's just like so powerful yeah. that, you know, now it's weird that I'm working in a school. And, and get called Arnie. I know. Called, <laughs> and I'm too young, everyone. I'm too young to be an actual Arnie, but I'm, you know, it's. You know, respect. Yes, respect. <laughs> I've, I've come in. I've just so being able to go, okay, Lewis, yep. you can call me Arnie, you know. Yep. <laughs> Especially since our culture is a very matriarchal absolutely, culture. Absolutely, absolutely. You know? And centered on respect. Exactly. For yeah. Respect on others and respect for the elders. Yeah. And, and for ourselves. Exactly. Yeah. Do you have a dream time story that's the favorite for you? <laughs> Oh, good one. My friend Brooke. Yeah. She is a proud Bundjalung woman. Yeah. So um her like her mobs from like um like Byron Bay, that yeah. kind of area. She has a beautiful story that has like a beautiful yeah. mean like it, I mean it's interpretive, right? So yeah. um a story about um Oh, I can't remember what it's called, the dreaming yeah. story, but it's about um this woman who asks um, someone to like go and get her some water. Or, yep. Anyway, it's really the meaning, the the sort of takeaway that I have always taken when I've heard yeah. that story is that we have such a responsibility to take care of each other. Yeah. Yeah. And we have such a responsibility to make sure that each other mm. are good, you know, and yeah. that's something that I'm really passionate about, both in yeah. my professional life as a social worker, yeah. working with you lovely humans, but also in my personal life. Yeah? yeah. It's important. We have to look after each other. I think that's one of the best things about dream times because that, that was our teachings. That's what we got taught. Absolutely. You know? We had our teachings through those stories. That's right. It was amazing. And you take away what exactly. you need from it. Yeah, yeah? you do. Yeah. Uh, each story has different meanings to everyone. That's right. Yeah. And the same story could mean two different things exactly. to different people. Uh, one of the stories I know that sticks to my mind is the story of Bookamore, the crocodile. Mm. The big crocodile who used to get picked on by the rest of the crocodiles. So he became mean and mm, bitter, aggressive angry. and bitter. And he decided to leave his river where he was getting picked on. And he came to this little watering hole where a bunch of the young fellas would swim, pick fruit and eat and just have a good old time, mm. you know, have a muck around. And uh, he ran and scared him away. <gasps> so the elders of that mob ended up going together and went, we're going to leave this crocodile alone, you know, keep everyone safe. And this young fella ended up turning around going, hey, you, know, you don't know nothing. And ended up going... To say, I'm going to hunt Bookamore down, I'm going to get him, and I'm going to return with his skin. Mm. So he travelled for a few nights, and he came to this watering hole where everyone was mucking around, but it was dead silent. So he came around he, with his spear and his boomerangs. He was looking around, looking through the long grass and all that. Couldn't find anything. So after his long trip, after his long journey, he decided to sit down under one of the trees and pick some fruit. Mm. So he picked and ate his full and he decided to have a nap. And uh, he woke up about maybe an hour later to 
the ground moving and he wasn't sure what it was. So he sat up, he's grabbed hold of his spear, his boomerang, he's looking around. And as he's turned around, he could see the grass softly moving. And then he's seen eyes. Oh, no. And Booker Miles come out of the grass to get him. This young fella and Booker Moore fought for seven days, six nights. Oh, my goodness. And on the seventh day, Booker Moore and the young fella just disappeared. And the teaching that I got from that is you can, if you decide to let what people say you are turn you into that, uh. you will become nothing you will find yourself leaving and going nowhere yeah and if you don't listen to your elders listen to your teachers listen to anyone who is a role model for you that's right and he's trying to guide you down the right path mm. you go nowhere yeah and you just put yourself in a lot of strife mm. that's really powerful uh, oh i can't remember which uncle Told me that story, unfortunately, but mm, he told it. He told it so good. No, they always do. Elders do. know how to spin a yarn. Yes, they, they do. They always know how to spin a yarn. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave. I'm going to give a last question for this interview, Arnie. Go on. If you were to put a song on right now, all right, and this song will be played next. Oh. What song would you pick? I think at the moment my favourite song is like it's a song, it's a bit older, like it's come out I think in 2019, yep. but it's by a band called Floodlights yep. and it's called Nullaball. Nullaball. Yes. Yeah, so it's mm. just like a fun, fun song. Like it's like very, you'll, you'll hear it and yep. you'll go, okay, I think you'll like it. Yeah. Um, but it's talking about, you know, country yeah. and land and how important yeah. it is to take care of it and how um, – Country takes care of us. Yes, and that's going to be one of the best things about it. Then. That's right. All right, Arnie. Thank you for coming here with us today. Thank you for letting me interview you. And uh, everybody, listen on the wireless right now. This is Deadly coming to you from Hornbrook Academy. This is Sunshine Live, Rim, Rimbank Live, I believe I said. <laughs> and we'll catch you after this song. Have a good one. Sun at my back when I wake 
My brain say sores, is this a big mistake? Constant phone calls me out It's nothing personal, I just need a people drought The mesmerising ocean dances slow Tormenting the great desert with its tantalising show The UHF, a crackles high Yeah.